0: Good morning. No, stop. stop oh, stop, look at stop, that. Stop, stop. My voice is Le- gone. Can
1: I just take over here? No, stop. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the second <laughs> segment, but he's got three frogs in his throat right now.
0: I will be useless this morning.
1: No, you, you won't be. But wow, that was, you know, we need to do that opening again.
0: <laughs> Let's try that again, Yahweh. Go yeah. for it.
1: Good morning. Welcome That's to Monday better. Mornings Homeless. <laughs> uh, we're not re recording it, apparently, and um, it's great to be with you. And uh on this morning, September eleventh, obviously we remember all those who perished twenty two years ago. We offered mass for them this morning and we remember all our firefighters who told the bells at eight forty six and our children had a moment of silence. So it's uh you know, always gonna be a somber morning on September eleventh, but still the work of the gospel must continue. We need to continue to preach it. And uh, this priest has to preach it apparently by himself today. because yep. uh his co host is uh going um is playing hurt today.
0: That's right. I'll and, just I'll just pitch in a few words here and there and
1: yeah. Your wife's probably like, well, that's what he usually does. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, uh, it, it, it was an, an incredible weekend. Uh, you know, it was an incredible weekend for the sports segment. We'll get to that later on in the, in the Which podcast. Which explains this. Which explains right that. Uh, and I'll In September. My yeah. voice has always gone in September. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so, but it was an extraordinary weekend in terms of ministry here in the parish, uh, and just the entire week of... Uh, on friday we we had the lady of charity mass down in the shrine and and that was just a beautiful beautiful event and and having the fireworks go off over biscayne bay behind the shrine was just a beautiful spectacle uh and we had our first wedding in three months in the church how about that we remember how to do weddings because the roofing work is almost complete and uh we were able to do weddings again and and that, that's joyful and and uh it was just a lot of we had a ministry going on so father andrew and i heard a lot of confessions weekend and if that wasn't enough in the parish. It was our turn, we were assigned, every every parish is assigned once a year to go hear the Confessions for Camino, our marriage preparation retreat, we had to go yesterday at 3 o'clock, during an NFL, the first NFL Sunday of the year, when they sent that in January, I'm like, are you kidding me? But, you know, we're priests first, made it back in time for kickoff, but, there you go. but and, and God bless Father Andrew, who says he had never gone to hear the Confessions at Camino, and we, and we go there right after they. Uh, give the reconciliation talk to the couples, so these couples are you know on fire yep. and and they're ready to go. to I mean, it, it, it's just always an amazing experience. Uh, heard about an hour, hour and a half of confessions there, and um, our confessions. And uh, but it was just great ministry. And then yesterday we had you know you were there present for the for the kindergarten mass, and I am. And then at twelve thirty we had... deep homily. It was a very deep. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. And then at twelve thirty we had the Emmaus ministry. But let's go. <laughs> um into the deep homily because basically you know the kids <laughs> when you're preaching a the kinder you know. they, they they're going in all different directions and they and and I am asking them questions and they say, I have a dog and that's your contribution to the homily where yesterday I basically focused my homily around one word and that's listen and I and I you know I talk to the kids like okay, everybody put your finger out go point to your ears, point to your mouth, why did God give us two ears and one mouth? And then one little kid chines back and says, because our ears are very, very small, and my our mouths are very, very big. I'm like, okay. Clearly
0: coming from a Cuban
1: household. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, hasn't seen people with big ears, you know? So I'm like, okay. You know, I was trying to make the point that God gave us two ears so we could listen more often and speak less. It was a point I made more clearly at 1230... But when you have kids, you just have to roll with it and let the spirit take you, and 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 talk to them about listening to your parents and listening uh, to your teachers. And I remember, and I and I asked them, you know, do we listen to our teachers? Do we always obey our teachers? Yes. Do we ever get in? Do we ever get in fights with another? No. And I'm mm-hmm. staring at your daughter and her best friend from birth, who have never gotten into a fight. Never. Never. Ever. Hi, Gloriana and Lexi. Like, <laughs> I'm looking at them. I'm like oh you're five years old you don't know any better but if you were older i'd say really you're going to say this in the altar of god but but it was a it was a fun mass and 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 just the my goodness the the brilliance of that of having all the children together and and seeing the church so full and hearing the beautiful cacophony of sounds because you have you know a little a a baby man going going off over there and a little kid maybe saying something crazy in another place, during consecration, you know, when there's silence. Yep. And it's just a glorious sound. Father Andrew calls it the Thunderdome effect, <laughs> especially if they sit under the the balcony where everything echo, is ma- so. echo, echoes and is magnified. But And so listen was very much a part of uh, of the masses yesterday and a part of the readings because it comes from the the psalm, if, you de- if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts, and then... You know Jesus talks about listening again in the gospel which is about fraternal correction I could not talk to kindergartners about fraternal no. correction because it's like that wait. That would I'm, go well. That would go very it, it doesn't go very well with adults. <laughs> so let's talk about fraternal correction, shall we? Let's and, do it. And uh and listening and listening to God's will. Jesus in in as we continue to read through the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 18 verse uh 15. Uh he's talking about okay He's telling his disciples, he goes, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Okay, this is very important, the part of him alone, because what Jesus does not want is for, let's say, let's say Jorge does something bad to me. I go, Angie, Jorge did something bad to me. Actually, I did that this morning, didn't I? I complained about somebody else too, instead of going to that somebody else and complaining to that person. All right. So I already did that this morning. Let's move on. Uh, it's right, a, you know it's what all of us do exactly. But that's a problem. Okay. So what Jesus wants to avoid is gossip. Yep. What Jesus wants to avoid is is letting whatever wounds that sin caused fester. Okay, into anger, into you know, into into resentment. And so he says, no, go and address it to that person directly, uh, alone. And notice he says alone first, then. Here comes the listening part. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Okay, so here we go. Now it's escalating. So the brother or sister doesn't listen to you. Okay? So after you do this alone, and let's say it's a it's a persisting problem. And let's say it may not be a sin against us. Let's say it's somebody, and this is... You know, what comes to mind immediately is interventions. That somebody has a drinking problem, somebody have a drug problem, or or a vice that you want them to get out of. All right, you may not do it one-on-one, but if two or three, that's what interventions are. You get two or three or four people coming together and say, listen, we're worried about you. we need to get you checked into a rehab. You can get checked into a clinic, whatever it is to get you well. Then Jesus says, and if he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. And if he refuses to listen to even to the church, then treat them as you would a gentile or a tax collector. Oof! And now the Jewish people listening to this, wow, a gentile or a tax collector—those are ugh, drugs of society. We don't like them. But I read a commentary this weekend on Saturday that said, you know, but even when Jesus says that, like dismissing this person who doesn't want to listen to the fraternal correction of others, even then when Jesus says, treat them as you would a Gentile or tax collector, the commentary said, how did Jesus treat Gentiles and tax collectors? With great mercy. Yep. So that person really isn't condemned. He's cast out of the church, but that's where Jesus dwells. Jesus dwells there on the margins. Jesus dwells there where we sometimes end up like, te- like you know, Gentiles and tax collectors, you know, outside of the church, not because somebody kicked us out because we kicked ourselves out through our own sin, and that is where we experience God's mercy. Why, man? I say to you, whatever whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And that's you know where where the sacrament of confession comes in, where the priest has the authority to what he binds here on earth is bound in heaven. What's loose here on earth is loose in heaven. He, we are absolved here on earth; we're absolved in heaven. And then the great line that we quoted in the, at the cover of the bulletin, again I say to you, if two or you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted unto you by my heavenly Father, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Which gives us great comfort when we don't have, we're not in church, we're not with, you know, with the blessed sacrament, we know that Jesus is present in a beautiful way when two or three are gathered to pray.
0: Yeah, you know, over, we, we didn't plan it this way but every uh, season of the podcast seems to take on a, a recurring theme week to week. And we've been talking so much about community these last two weeks. And here we have this reading that so beautifully illustrates community at its finest. You know, how to deal with one another you know, in private to address a problem. Then, if that doesn't work, to to bring it to a smaller community. And if that doesn't work, then to bring it to the larger community out of love for that person. You know, it's not just, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not just to uh, you know to call someone out and and point that point out what they've done wrong, but really to bring them into the truth. And that's what we do as community. You know out of love for one another, we say, hey, this isn't right. you know we can't we can't keep going down this road. you know you've you've done something to hurt me or, or you're doing something to hurt yourself. More importantly, you're doing something to hurt our community. You know, and that needs to be addressed and, and I'm going to do it privately. And if you're not going to listen to me, then I'll bring in one or two others. And if that's not going to happen, you know, there's this, there's this growing sense of you, you're important to me, you're important to us, we need you, you know, so, so it's not just cast someone aside because they're no longer important. It's this desire to bring someone back into the community because any sin, as we know, it's communal. doesn't just hurt me or or as as the sinner or or me as the person who was sinned against, but more importantly hurts the entire community and hurts the church
1: you know last week you st- you talked about you know how we're not in this alone, that we have people to help us along in the Christian journey to help us yep. carry our crosses and I think that that's important in that you know when, when it's so delicate to call someone out and say, listen, this is what you've done to me. Forget about what you may perceive. Let's say if it's something that I, when Jesus says, if I sin against you, Mm -hmm. it's so difficult to say, listen, you did this to me. Okay. I don't agree with it. It's wrong. Now, everything is perception in this day and age. Okay. You could, uh, I'll give you, you know, you could say, uh, approach someone and say, Uh, I caught you cheating on me. No, you didn't. Everything's perception. Everything's perception. Either you did or you didn't. Okay? Or I caught you drunk the other day. Or I caught you doing this. And you can be caught red-handed, but everything is perception. No, I didn't. There's no gray area when you're caught red-handed. So, to tell someone, listen, this is what happened. Okay? And everybody's like, you don't have proof. I go, and you know, we have ring cameras all around us. Okay? (laughs) But... You know when you when you when you go to to someone and say and, and again as I say it is very difficult to tell someone this is wrong, you have sinned against me. But this is what our Lord wants to do and wants us to do it alone. And then if we don't, if that doesn't help the person, because at the end of the day we're trying to help the person, right? We're trying to save a soul. Jesus talked about that at the end of last week's gospel. What gain is there to lose? You know, to gain the whole world but lose your soul? Yep. You know, whoever saves his soul for my sake yep. saves your own. Oh, but pride comes in. Oh, absolutely. Pride comes <laughs> in. That's why it's sometimes difficult. Yep. With certain people who are dug in, um, this is getting a little personal, isn't it? Uh, so if certain people were dug in. Stop talking about me, man. I, no, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, when people are dug in, it's like, ah, uh, it's very hard. But then, our, you know, but pride could go both ways. Yep. Pride is, you know, so. Is so difficult to overcome. That's why that line, it's a trash movie, but uh, that line in The Devil's Advocate from Al Pacino who plays the devil goes, Vanity is definitely my favorite sin because we like to be right. We want to be in the right. And sometimes that pride can can put us on the other end of this sure. scenario saying, Oh, I think I saw something wrong. It's my, I have to take it upon myself to tell this person this. This is where discernment comes in. This is where we have to pray to the Holy Spirit. Discernment and saying, Okay, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Lord, am I doing the right thing for my approaching this person and saying X, Y, or Z, or wrong? See, the gentleman across the table from me has no problem walking into the pastor's office and saying, Oye, um, and, he, and he starts with Oye. Okay, <laughs> always. Uh you're, you're messing this up. Okay. And vice versa. I mean, George is perfect, so I've never had to do that to him. <laughs> <He's>, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> as his sister and wife are listening to this and rolling their eyes and laughing hysterically. I rolled my eyes too. You couldn't Yes, see he it. did. He did. Girls, he did. But, it, it's so difficult. But, and this is where, again, the listening comes in. I used a story yesterday, which I, I really wanted to use at 9 o'clock, but with the children, I couldn't use it. Like, my sister, God bless her, I love my sister. She's my world, you know, is one that I pamper. I have no wife, so everything, you know, all the attention goes to her. She's the only girl in the family, so all the attention has always gone to her, and she loves it. She glories it, and she baths in it, and if she's not the center of attention, then everybody, you know, go away. God bless her. And so when my sister calls me, you know, and needs to tell me something, you know, my sister can go talking for a long time, amount of time without me getting word in. kind of like jorge during this podcast right now playing injured okay or any podcast for that matter <laughs> does have to be today hey you heard the correction come in any day now That's here we fine. go i got i got the microphone muted <laughs> exactly so. <laughs> anyhow so my sister well she didn't do this on friday she friday we or friday or thursday i forgot when it was we spoke for like 18 minutes on the phone or i should say she spoke for 18 minutes on the phone i said okay maybe three or four times But there have been times where these 18-minute conversations or 20- or 30-minute conversations may go on that long, and she may be talking nonstop for seven minutes, and then she'll stop and say, are you listening to me? Most of the time, I am because I love my sister, and I fear my sister, okay? and But most times, I'm not, okay? Sometimes I'm not. Wait, 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 what? What was that? Exactly. And she'll say to me, are you listening to me? I go, yeah, I am. And she'll go. You're watching a ball game, aren't you? At most times, I am. And God bless her. She continues her story, un, 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 undeterred. Yep. She'll continue her story to get whatever point she has across. I'll listen to it. I'll wait, and I go, and I say, "Okay, you're right." Always important. But she, But that phrase, that question: Are you listening to me? Out. like I said, she didn't do it when we when we spoke on Thursday or Friday for for we were talking about my nephew and 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 all the different things we're, we're planning for him and you know and we're we're strat- and she's taking the mantle and running the baton and running with it and not once did she tell me I'm listening because I was engaged in the conversation even though I was watching a ball game at the time but you know I'm multitasking usually when I'm on the phone but I am paying attention but the listening is something and so I, when yesterday when I was speaking to the maintenance women, obviously I have. 80 women right in front of me. And I'm giving this example that I just gave about your sister. And I go, ladies, does this sound familiar? And they're like, yeah, your husband's right. And so I look back at it, I go, husbands, listen to your wives. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they were like, yeah, yeah, get, go after our husbands. Go after our husbands. <laughs> they don't listen to us. They don't listen to us. And saying that this is so important in any relationship, especially in a married relationship, that it's important to listen to each other. But when it comes to our relationship to God, going back to the example I used with the little kids, he gave us two years and one mouth for a reason, to be able to spend more time listening to him than to yap 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 yappy yap, yap in prayer. So, listening in the spiritual life is so important in any relationship, whether it be our relation with God, our relationship with each other, but especially in a relationship of love. Yeah.
0: you know, it's, and just it's, um, you know, as we talk about listen, it's the the you know we we have all heard it. You, we can hear yeah. it, but do we listen? yeah and, and you mentioned discernment and we both discerned vocations i mean everyone discerns a vocation but but in particular you know you obviously became a priest i spent two years in seminary and there was this initial call in our life you know just to, to kind of bring a, a practical uh, example to the table here there was a, a call that we heard in the depth of our you know in our hearts and in our prayer life and in our you know as as we went through this process that was basically saying, Go to seminary. Yeah. And it could have been very easy to say, Okay, God, I hear you, but I'm gonna ignore that. I'm gonna continue on with my life. and I did for a time. And you may have for a time as well. <laughs> you know, but we, we hear this call, so we can we can hear very clearly, you know, what what is being said to us, whether it's by God, whether it's by our spouse, by our friend, you know, someone who's trying to correct us but do we take that to heart you know do we listen you know because i heard it i heard the call i entered seminary you know and i kept hearing and listening So, okay what is it that got, what is it you're asking of me where is it that you're leading me what is it you want me to do you know and is in that prayer in that in that relationship you know in me speaking to the lord and in the lord speaking back to me you know i was able to discern okay you wanted me to come to seminary but you did not want for me to be a priest i needed those two years Mm -hmm. and i have always said i am the man that i am the husband that i am the father that i am the son that i am the The brother that i am the christian that you are because of the formation that i received in those two years of seminary but if if i had been stubborn and hard-headed and say okay god i hear you i know you're calling me to this but i know better i'm not going to listen to you you know, who knows where I would be today?
1: God forbid you would have stayed in seminary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor parish. Yeah, I know. No, actually, that thought came to me the other day because at the Lady of Charity Mass, and, I'm, and it's a good segue because I wanted to talk about Mary listening right now. At the Lady of Charity Mass, your seminary classmate preached the gospel, nice. Father Elvis Gonzalez, nice. who did a beautiful job. Uh, but, but yeah, there are many people who say, no, no, no. I firmly believe, in the, even though all the times they point to, no. I shouldn't be in seminary. Right. And sometimes the vocation director or the four for me to say, uh, yeah, dude, listen to God. He's calling you yeah. someplace else. Um, that's important. But you and, and it was a courageous decision because you had all this, listen, I've been in your shoes and other guys have been in your shoes and I've walked with other men as vocation director and as a pastor that were in your shoes that... You're thinking, okay, everybody wants me to be a priest, everybody's praying for me, people are giving me money, yep. you know, Don't you know, and 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 paid for and they're paying for my education. I need to see this through. I'm like, well, but if God is not calling you to that. Yep. Back to what I was talking about with, with you know the, the Blessed Mother. Um you know, we've been meditating upon her pretty much all the last week as we got ready for the Feast of, of the Nativity of Our Lady on the eighth of September and the Feast of Our Lady of Charity. But Mary is the greatest listener in the scriptures. First of all, she's silent for most of you know for most of it, except for those few passages in in Luke and then in, in John's gospel, do whatever he tells you. But the rest of the time she's listening. She is the model that we all should follow to listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Why was she able to say yes to God? Because she was listening. Why was she able to follow Jesus to the very end? Because she was listening. She knew how this was going to end. Yeah. She knew that he had to suffer and die. She knew that he would come again.
0: You know that beautiful line that we hear over and over? Because listening is not an ear thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, she held these, she kept these things in, her, in heart. her heart. You know, Listening is a heart thing. It's Hearing is an ear thing. Listening is much,
1: much deeper. And that's where Mary is a model for us to say, you know, she's there. And you, and, and, and I want you to, to focus on this right now, dear listener, that Mary at the foot of the cross, suffering. You know, I, t- I spoke about suffering this morning in my 9-11 homily. You know, there she was suffering, watching her son be tortured, watching her son suffer a most gruesome death, and still contemplating, listening, and holding these things in her heart. Being pierced, this Friday we celebrate our Lady of Sorrows, being pierced as as, as it was prophesied, uh, prophesied, but she kept listening, knowing that the cross wouldn't be the last chapter, knowing that there was hope. Didn't, you know, with that hope, didn't take away the suffering that she was encountering in that moment. For sure. But she was still there, listening. Other people tried to do things their own way. Peter denied him. The other disciples, you know, fled away. And then, you know, John is there with him, with her. Mary Magdalene is there with her. All contemplating, all listening to the words, the seven words that Jesus spoke on the cross. And so, when it comes to the spiritual life, you know, be Mary at the foot of the cross. Be Mary, you know, witnessing the mystery of our redemption. Witnessing this incredible moment. As painful as it might be, Mary was listening. And so, that brings us back to the Fraternal correction. Because sometimes it can be so very painful. Right. Because sometimes we say, this may cost me a friendship. And there have been times where I've had to say, and I'm thinking of one specifically right now, thankfully it didn't cost me a friendship, where I said, I have to tell this person a brutal truth. And it may cost me a friendship. And thankfully it didn't, but it said, I'm able to sleep at night better, I'm able to you know to be a better friend, because I was able to tell this person A brutal truth and that's where we need to be in the spiritual life and the thing is that when i did that i took that to prayer i said lord am i doing the right thing lord am i listening to you correctly lord have i listened to this person also and that's so important because we live in an age where everyone needs to win the argument my goodness we live in an age where arguments are you know are are scored around the horn on espn yeah okay um and who's winning and who and who couldn't one up the other person, but this isn't a debate, this isn't about you know this is about being humble, this is about being like Mary and saying, "Speak Lord, your servant is listening." and what the psalm said yesterday, if you day if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts because this is an imagery and we this this psalm comes up so often in the yeah. lectionary. And we 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 pray it, we sing it, and we just move on. But no, it is so profound, you know. And and he's and he's, they're talking about how the the people's the psalms talking about how the people's hearts were hardened in the desert, you know. And 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 that imagery of hardened hearts, you know, one cannot listen if their hearts are hardened, especially listen to the voice of God, because if you're entrenched in what you believe, if you're entrenched into the things that you perceive in the world, then there's no room for nuance. There's no room for openness of mind. My goodness, last night somebody was arguing about something that was totally asinine, and I'm like, "No, dude, you're wrong." But no, they're so firmly entrenched into, and I literally told them, you're, you, "What you're telling me is w- stupid things that you read on the internet." I'm telling you the word of God. Mm-hmm. And no, we couldn't. you couldn't budge because I have to be right all the time, and that's the world we live in. Nope. Everybody has to be right. It's it's all it's wins and losses. It's you know who's right, who's wrong, and I'm always right, and you're always wrong. And there's no room for listening in that. There, and there's no room for community in that. Okay, and if that's, I could, that's yeah, poison right there, absolutely, and. If I could pivot very, 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 very carefully to the day we're commemorating today, 9 because it's something that was kind of a moaning in my homily this morning. And I was saying that if you could say there's something beautiful that came out of 9-11, out of that the darkness of that day, you know, like fair enough, the darkness of the cross became the beauty of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. One of the most beautiful things that we all experienced at 9-11 and in the, the days after in the wake of 9 was the unity of our country absolutely you know that we were united as a people we were united in our resolve that we we that we mourned together that we, that all of us suffered this great loss together that we felt even though we may not have any connections to anyone in 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 the world trade center in shanksville or at the pentagon that we all felt that a part of us died that day and Twenty-two years later, there's no semblance of that unity, and it all goes back to one thing: we don't listen to each other. That yes, I there there have been for two, almost 250 years. There always have been imposing, opposing points of view as to how to run this country, and how, I mean again, this is why I did this very very yeah. carefully. <laughs> but there was a time there was civility. There was a time th- we'd listened to each other. There was a time that we didn't demonize someone who thought differently than us. One thing and you've heard me say this, when we go on the march for life, you know to Washington, I always tell the kids, "You know, we may not agree from the people that are in favor of abortion, but we can't demonize them for sure, because you're Christian. But unfortunately, some people under remember under the under the banner of Christianity demonize the other people, and this is something that Pope Francis constantly rails against, and rightfully so. People who use religion to uh, enact violence—that's how the events of this morning, twenty-two years ago, happened. But when it comes to this country, when it comes to our faith, when it comes to our families. if there is discord, if there is division, the one question can you ask is, are you listening to each other? You may not agree with everyone. You may not agree with what the other person has to say. But are you listening to that person? Because it's part of love. The reason you listen to your wife, the reason you listen to your friend, the reason you listen to your children, is because you love them. Because even though your child may ask you the same question 15 times in a row? No. No. (laughs) Even though they may ask you the same question 15 times in a row, you still answer the question 15 times. Why? Because you love them. Because you're listening to them. You're not ignoring them. You listen to them because they're your child. Because I see it in your children. I see it in other people's children. And sometimes it happens to me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Where's God? Where do you live? And, you know, it's usually the kids, is like rapid fire, you know. I had that last night. And I go, I'll be taking no further questions at this time, okay? Because at, at some point, it's like, kids are curious, and they want to listen. They're sponges. I saw them yesterday at the altar. All these 5 years looking up at me, you know, captive audience, listening. So that's the word for today. You know, thinking of the late Wee Herman in Wee's Playhouse, they used to have a word of the day. And whenever that word was said, ah! Today word, today's word is listen. So, my friends. I think I did a great job. You did a great job. Well, you, had, you had no other choice. And you, you spared our listeners. Anyways, um, take to heart the words of today's gospel. Revisit them. Um, Matthew chapter 18, verses. Uh, sorry. Chapter, uh, yeah, chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. Uh, a beautiful gospel. An important gospel, a difficult gospel, you know we've had a few of those in the last few weeks um, and all of them calling us to go deeper into discipleship, but all of them is calling us to be like Mary and to listen more to the promptings of the Spirit in our life and if the Spirit prompts us always to fraternally correct a brother or sister, you know. Take it to prayer first. Then, follow what Jesus is. Then take it to that person alone. The person doesn't need Then you go with another person or two people. Then you take it to the church. But follow. Our Lord is wise in what he is sharing with us. Because these steps aren't done haphazardly. These steps aren't done impromptu. These steps are accompanied by discernment. And above all, by listening. Yes! Yes! The you! The you! The you! The you! Baby! The you baby! Yeah! Whoa! Whoa! We need a running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly! It's you a don't no brainer, he's a Hall of Famer! <laughs> that guy just no but just no get out of here what was that last night so my friend my co-host my compadre across the table from me is obviously playing injured today and as so we talked about fraternal correction in the first uh, in the first segment you know there's so much to talk about in sports but here is what he texted me at 4:22 yesterday as I was scrambling to get to a television set to watch the kickoff of the Dolphins season. I was finished had finished confessions. All that was on my mind is getting to a TV set to see kickoff. He texts me, huge Marlins W, let's go. Now I want to see a no hitter. Do you think that was remotely on my mind?
0: But it was the, I it was a reference to the Yankees.
1: Oh, you wanted to see a, a no hitter? Oh, the, the Yankees the
0: Yankees almost got no
1: hit and won. You think I was paying attention to the Yankees yesterday? <laughs> or any time? Do you think I saw an ounce of baseball this weekend? They were still three minutes before kickoff. We're- and I'm rushing <laughs> to get to Annie's house to see this game. And it was not kickoff yet. Thankfully, Annie's house is closer to the Palmetto than to the ch- parish. And I literally walked into her <laughs> house and passed by the TV set in the living room. God bless her. As the ball was being kicked off, so, yes, I did see the kick off. And no, the Marlins were nowhere remotely on my mind. It was a huge win though. How far are we back? I haven't even looked at the standings. We are half a game back. Because yes, you thought we were gonna lead with the Marlins today on yeah, a football Monday. Yeah. I mean heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it in there. We, we spoke about how plenty of time in the first segment. Not in today's, but anyways. So um Jorge obviously does not have a voice. We'll start I with was, the
0: Canes. Let's start with the Canes. I was fraternally correcting the referees. Uh, no, you
1: weren't. <laughs> no, but, but the thing is that it escalated from one on one to two or three. And yeah. to the entire church, that all, whatever, however many people were there, 44,000, 50,000 were there fraternally correcting the referees. Yeah. I fraternally corrected them on Twitter or X or whatever you call it.
0: So he had no voice. I just hope uh, whoever was sitting around me wasn't listening too much. And I'll leave it at that.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> Your children were sitting next to you. Yes, they were. But they're, I guess they're I got to start the... them young. Oh, my goodness. So let's talk about that. Let's start off with the Canes. Now we, could, we could have started off oh, with the, with the Canes. We, we, I go, we flip a coin. No, we didn't start off with either one. We started off with the Marlins because at 422, Jorge Santiwanez decides we, to
0: text. We won the series against the Phillies.
1: Amazing. Congratulations. I, you know. I'll start paying attention today, okay? But on a football weekend like this one, which is rare in this town, that both the Dolphins and the Canes get tremendous (coughs) season-defining wins. I know what the Dolphins is just the first one. But for the Canes, knowing that what this means to the program, to what Mario is doing, you were there. Because it didn't start off well. Go. Oh, it started off as about as bad as you could. Uh, Special teams again. You got a block punt.
0: Yep. A muff punt. I was ready to send, no, what's you, his name? Uh, George. Jacoby George. I was ready to send him walking home on 995.
1: Yeah, Father Andrew had worse <laughs> a worse punishment for him than just walking down 995. But um, it was but, a brutal
0: start. TVD said it. This team would have quit last year. Not this team. The, the UM would, yeah would in a situation like that, they would have quit. And okay. that speaks volumes about the culture change. Yeah, absolutely. Has. But Because they took the punch in the mouth and, and they, they, they punched did. right back.
1: Now, I, but we hear that every year. The, somebody said that to me about the Dolphins. yesterday, I go, oh, no, this Dolphin team last year would have quit. I go, no, dude, have, look at the Baltimore game. No, but last
0: year, UM would
1: have quit. Yes, last year, UM would have quit. Uh, But it shows what Mario is doing. It shows what that coaching staff is doing, the, the mentality that they're instilling in these people yep. and these kids. That saying, you know, there's adversity, and I'm sorry for mixing going back and forth to the Dolphins and, and the and and the Canes, but Mike Mc, Mike McDaniel always talks about adversity is a strength because yeah, it, sure. we 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 learn through adversity. We're we able we're able to grow through adversity, and I think that's something that that the Canes the Canes did, and. I need to shout out the MVPs of that game is the UN offensive line. Because I'm sitting there watching this game with, just like I have a totally irrational Kane fan across the table from me, my roommate, my <laughs> vicar, Father Andrew, is a totally irrational Kane fan who was. You know, speeding. You know, spewing all sorts of negative things out into the world about this team and about this program and about the culture of this program, and we're back to square one. And all this happened within the first ten minutes. Ten minutes of the game, <laughs> down ten, nothing. Down seventeen, seven later. You know, it's that's what we were saying. And then all of a sudden, it started shifting as as the game started shifting. And thanks be to God, because. Goodness, that offensive line. So anyways, I'm watching this game with them. And I think, I don't know if it was Tyler's first or second TD throw. You know, before he threw the ball, I'm like, look at that beautiful pocket. He had all day. Look at that beautiful pocket. Throws dimes, as his nickname is. Tyler Van Dimes. Yep. God bless him. God bless the Kings. Are we going
0: to see another defensive line like we just saw?
1: Wow, that was the the, the Texas A&M defensive line? Yeah. To State may have something that to was say. A, that's a beast of a line. It, it's an SEC line. These are Texas A&M and if is we,
0: and if he had all day to throw with yeah. that line,
1: Texas a is known to come into our backyard and yep. poach people. Yep. Jimbo knows how to recruit South Florida well. I was listening to the post game. He also knows how to cry. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, I don't, was don't uh, clap, don't clap. Yeah, I was listening to the post game because I was again confessions were the, the main sacrament this weekend. But I was I was going to the confessions at Casa and Casa Angresa and I was listening to the post game going to and coming back from, uh, confessions, and they were talking about how many recruits, there were on the silence that were looking at both teams, yep, and they're looking at what look, look what's going on here that I I don't have to leave my backyard, going over to Texas a m in a state that I don't know, yep, you know for a guy who may who is already on the hot seat as it is by the way Father Andrew told me that if they fired Jimbo today which they're not. They would owed they owe him north of $70 million. Yep. That's just wrong. Yep. Not not that they owe him 70 million, that we're paying coaches, including our own, I guess, that much money. Yep. My, it's no respect, man, for money these <laughs> days. I mean, that's another story. But so that offensive line was amazing. The recruits were there had to be impressed with this cultural shift. My goodness, ESPN changed your tune. Where in the morning, like no one gave him a shot, mm-hmm. you know, except for Lee Corso, and you know, that's it. And I think they did that so they wouldn't have the graphic out down there on the bottom of the screen saying all all text A and M. But no one gave us a shot. Now going in, what did you expect? Because I I didn't know what to expect.
0: Uh, I just wanted a close game. I didn't expect the. Uh... I didn't expect what what happened.
1: Like dominating performance. And Score was closer than what it actually was. No,
0: the, it was we we blew them out. We we spotted them fourteen points. Yeah, there was and seventeen we, if you want. And to we shot point. ourselves in the foot repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I mean the the touchdown that they threw, beautiful throw. Yeah, on that over the top. Credit where credits due. But beyond that, you know there's the defense, a lot of bend but don't break. They gave up some long long drives, but they held. They held. We had so, a
1: kickoff return for a touchdown. How about that?
0: <gasps> I was waiting for the yellow flag on that one.
1: Oh, (laughs) so the referees, I tweeted out, referees just making this up. That's a good sound because that's that's the sound we were making after every single... The flag or waiting for play to finish and saying is there any laundry that's why on, on the
0: return i was waiting for the yellow flag no to and, I,
1: and and i'm looking so you're looking on the field i'm looking at the bottom right corner of the yep. screen saying is there going to be a flag called
0: no the because uh,
1: we're scarred of this because of terry porter in the fiesta bowl
0: the defensive pass interference because evidently you can't bat a ball in the air that's now uh, defensive you know, pass
1: interference were so many things and and things that weren't called on them oh uh, a, a tackle. They tackled it, or strep out of Hence bounds. The condition of my voice right now. Yeah. So he was. <laughs> I, I've been with Jorge to to UM games. Irrational is not the proper word to describe. Yeah, it. I should probably get my kid some uh, headphones. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you learn from daddy. You know, he'll learn eventually, and he'll be going, "Yeah, Raf, you stink." You know, and something along those lines. Something along those lines. <laughs> So that was the Canes, a big big win, ranked 22nd in the country now, facing Bethune-Cookman on Thursday. On Thursday. And then a week after we were at Temple in the Al Golden-Manny Diaz Bowl, you know. But, um, and then, really, it's just building momentum. We have Clemson here uh, next month. We have to go on the road to UNC, who does not look so scary. No. They had to go two overtimes to beat App State, them boys from Boone. Yep. They play, know, they play they a tough game though. They do upstate. Yeah, but we went up to Boone a couple years ago and yeah, they were all talking them. smack yep. and and we handled them. I don't know if that was Rick. I want to say that was Rick's team. It could have been Diaz. No, it was Rick's team that went up there and handled them pretty well.
0: And Clemson does not look uh. Clemson was even, even though they even
1: uh, Clemson like was down fourteen nothing to Charleston Southern. Yep. And even though they beat them and scored sixty six points on them, still kicked out of the rankings. They ranked twenty fifth, yep. going into Saturday, now gone. Yep. And big picture, so before we pivot to professional football, uh, Texas goes into Tuscaloosa and beats Alabama. That was an impressive win by Texas. So two traditional powerhouses in Miami and Texas get, you know, program-defining wins this weekend. No one wants to say Texas and or Miami are back, nor do I want to say that. We always say, my standard is Miami is back. When we're hoisting a trophy, that's right. Not a bow trophy. I'm saying the trophy. Hopefully, they get a when the, the new incarnation of the playoff. They get a better trophy than the, that hideous gold cone that they have. It's. I like the crystal ball. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, they celebrated the 40th anniversary of the '83 team. I like the crystal ball. But Texas got a big win. You know, we get a big win. Uh, college football was in, was bonkers yep. this weekend. No, nothing more bonkers than. Iowa and Iowa State playing a game with an over-under of 35 and a half and hitting the under right around 32 or 33 points because that's what Iowa and Iowa State <laughs> do. Apparently, they don't teach how to play offense in the Midwest states. Let's pivot to professional football. And my goodness, what a glorious, heart, glorious. Heart attack of a game? No, we're saying it's a glorious game, and an entertaining <laughs> game, because we won the game. If it wasn't, if we would have lost, i go, that was a garbage game. I don't want to see it. But it was a very entertaining game. It was. If you were looking at, if you were watching Chargers Dolphins yesterday, had no rooting interest, and, and I saw it on Twitter, but people were just enthralled by this game. And you're talking, you were talking about the Canes gifting things to the opposing team. The Dolphins go da- marched down the field on the open drive, yeah. and fumbled, fumbled snap. Okay. Uh, the interception that Tua threw in the end zone. And those are the only two things Tua did wrong. I mean, actually, the first one really was the center more than anything, but uh, the man, that last touchdown pass, with I'm still looking perfection. at it. I'm like, how? I don't know how he got
0: that over his, hand, his arm.
1: How? In a, in a summer where we have seen Lionel Messi, yes, I am comparing Tua to Lionel Messi in just this, that we say, how can he fit that soccer ball into that corner of the net with that precision? How did Tua fit that football? With a defender between him and Tyreek Hill, yep. how?
0: Yeah, and draped all over him too.
1: Draped at, and in the only little sliver of a spot that you could squeeze, oh. that wonderfully shaped, oddly shaped brown pigskin, he placed the ball there. Oh. And but he was doing that all game. He was Braxton two two, oh. ca- two passes to Braxton barriers that justified logic. Yep. How about I love having Braxton Berrios on our team. My goodness. And in seeing him wear the zero, uh that's just awesome. The Finns finally learned and they picked up a cane or two. They've picked up canes in the past. Ah, uh, there was a time there. There's we picked up a cane. Hello. In that bumper music, the you, now, the you the you, Jalen Phillips now, but, who clinched the game. But
0: for before us. that. Okay. Find the find the last time we uh, had a cane on uh, the team. Your teal
1: green. Anyways. You don't know your teal green is. Green we were so happy. Guy was injured all the time. Um,
0: Jalen Phillips with that sack at the end of the game. Oh,
1: he, Now, let's talk about the defense. Um, not very good. Not very good. And we kept hearing all summer, Vic Fangio's defense, Vic Fangio's defense, defensive genius, for s- 59 minutes of that football game yep. didn't seem too many. In fact... Even the play before the last play of the game, the last, the clinching play of the game with the Jalen Phillips sack. Three-man rush on third and 30. Are you kidding me? There's, ask my father, there's nothing in football my father and I despise more than a three-man rush. Makes, I, you know, I spent, and, and I, there are a lot of questions that I had to go back and do the, the five years that I spent with the professional football team. You know, there there are probably two questions I would like to ask. What is the virtue of a three man rush? And what is the virtue of taking a kick out of the end zone? Because just take a knee, yep. take it at the 25, move on. Yes, yep. every now and then you could hit gold and hit Pater, but uh, forget the name of the kid that ran it back for him. He filled it at the two or the three, it was at the two, any yep. r- yard run. But Burchard, it's like. but But it, the thing is, in the NFL, in the NFL especially, when kicks are taken out, there's so many blocks in the back, so many holds. And we, you start at the 10. What is the virtue taken out of the end? Yep. So going back to my original point, what is the virtue of a three-man? What does that accomplish? Especially when you gave all that spacing where they're faced with the 4th and 12, where they got 17 yards back, 18, 13 yards back yep. on that third down. So yep. Vic down Fangio? Two. Down two. Down two. or they just need to get into field goal range. Uh, Ashley's boy Jason Sanders missed oh. that extra point. And some of the field goals were like, "Yay! Not get in there." I I may have yelled at the TV. Yeah, he, <laughs> by the way, the only text he sent me during the game because he was not with us because MJ was bad. Are you kidding me? Was no I thought way. I thought I no was no way I thought it was no be, way. I thought he was talking about <laughs> the the throw that Tua just that made too. to Tyreek. No, but he, you corrected me. No, it's about the extra point. <laughs> Yeah, it was the only text <laughs> that you sent me during the game was no way no because way. of a missed extra point. No Amazing way. things happened during that game. The only text <laughs> you sent me was a missed extra point at the end. Why do people torture me? I have a, a group of former students that we have a, a hate chat, and they know my love for the Dolphins, and they like to rib me and, and hate on Tua and hate oh, on the Dolphins. And, well, and so Tua yesterday, got, Tua got yesterday, the last one. And line. they were like, almost blew it. Oh, no Jason way. Jason Sanders, <laughs> clown. I'm like, dudes, we won the game against a very good football team who, my goodness, those poor Chargers fans, if there are any, because bless Ashley and all the Dolphins were there. It was loud. She said it was 70%, 30% Dolphin fans there. I, we could hear, hear defense could very hear clearly
0: it. on the last drive. Well, the, the, there were a few penalties called on the Chargers, and it sounded like a home yeah. crowd cheering it on. So I was like, what's going on? I was on? about <laughs> to say these
1: poor Chargers fans. I mean, she told me there was a lot of people that drive up from San Diego. These poor people had to endure a brutal loss to Jacksonville in the playoffs last year, where they were up big, and Jacksonville came back. Oh. And now to lose that game in the way that they lost it, but a lot of that is, you know, things that the Dolphins gifted them. You know, the fumble there at, at you know, near the goal at six, the six yard line. You know, the interception. You know, the, those are points that the Dolphins have scored. This team could do whatever it wanted. I, did we, I don't even know. Did we punt yesterday? I don't think we did. But there's so many things you could take from this. The main thing I take away is, right now, it's only week one. Tua talking about Loa is the MVP of the National Football League. It's only after week one. But can I rest on that for now? Everyone who is doubting Tua, God bless them. You know, I'll, I'll give it to you for now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as you should. As you should. But Tua... 440 yards. That was nuts. It, it was it was 460 yards. Sorry. Only he and Dan Marino have, are the only ones that have had multiple 450-plus yards games passing. This was reminiscent a lot. It reminded me a lot of that Marino game when he came back from the Achilles injury in year 94 against the Patriots, where he just went off, and it was Drew Bledsoe on him back and forth. Justin Herbert, uh, a friend of mine made a comment that, really, Herbert didn't do anything. It was Austin, Austin Eckler because we couldn't stop the run at all, but Herbert is is a good quarterback. Uh, I don't know what happened in that last drive. Obviously, the defense the defense sh- showed, showed up, up, up finally when, showed up when they needed to show up. But my goodness, that was such an incredible game, and obviously, it makes it a lot better when you win the ball game. Go around the NFL because you have to go around the NFL. All Father I mean, Andrew is
0: not here. All that needs to be said is I am leading. Uh, pick them right now. I'm going to take that week one win right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Dolphins punted once, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are leading, but you're tied with Gus. So yeah. That's, that's okay. Uh, I mean, Father first, Andrew and I First picked, place in the office. Father <laughs> Andrew and I picked the Giants last night. That's why you picked the Cowboys who put a beat down. Yep. 40 to nothing on, uh, on, the, uh, on the Giants. In the Meadowlands, tonight, tonight, uh, you know many will listen to this after this game is over. But uh, Aaron Rodgers and and the Bills, I would wish that the Bills go in there and do exactly what Dallas did to the Giants, do that do do that to the Jets. Amazing uh, what what Dallas did yesterday. Uh, the most mind-boggling result yesterday for me was Cincinnati and Joe Burrow with his new contract and highest-paid player in NFL history. You know, eighty-three not, yards do yes 83 yards not doing anything against Cleveland wow that's an impressive win as you'll see Baltimore had trouble with with the uh, with Houston uh Philadelphia had trouble with the Patriots uh you know week 1 is crazy Rams going up to Seattle Rams were not very good nope. going up to Seattle beating Seattle a lot, you know Raiders going into Denver new coach you know is going to resurrect Russell Wilson's career Apparently not. No. That game was going on with the Dolphins game, so I didn't pay attention to no. that. But it's so great to have red zone back in our lives and football. And, and football, just having football. But at four twenty-two, Jorge was not thinking about football. I was watching. I was watching the Marlins. So let's talk about baseball. Here we go. Let's talk about baseball because God willing, Jorge and I will be. We have. We have to. <coughs> we have to go to a meeting in Boston this weekend. We'll be going to Fenway on Thursday. My first trip to Fenway. Looking forward to that. No way. Yeah. You've never been, period. I've, no, never. I've no told way. you this. Yeah. I've Whoa. told you this. Been to Wrigley, never been to Fenway. So I'm looking forward to that. Please pray for Father. Father will be going to a Yankees Red Sox game, wearing clerics with a baseball cap of the New York Yankees on his head. I pray
0: can't, pray I, for Jorge who will be sitting next to him. I can't find my BC hat. I don't know where I put it. I guess you're gonna have to buy a new one. Who
1: barely eked out a win against Holy <laughs> Cross, by the way, this weekend. So no, so baseball. Marlon's half a game out.
0: Half a game out, and we got seven games against Milwaukee. Six against the Mets.
1: Milwaukee lost yesterday to a very crazy game in Yankee Stadium. From what I heard, you know, baseball was nowhere on my radar yesterday. Not even the Yankees normally. were no hit through eleven innings. Yeah, through eleven innings. And they still won the game. Th- you're just telling me this right now. I thought that you were saying that. Oh, no, they won it in the thirteenth. I know they won it in the thirteenth, but they were no hit through eleven. And they still and they still won the game. Yeah, that's Poor what Milwaukee.
0: Would, that's why I was saying I, I would I want to see a no hit winner. Yeah, because
1: oh, you think that I would know that coming out of confession? Because now
0: with the ghost runner, yeah,
1: yeah, that, that doesn't count. It doesn't you can go, you can uh, you can score without. You getting can a bunt hit. them over to third, and, and sackfly fly brings
0: yeah, them in, and yeah. you get no
1: hit, and you win. I may need to go back to see these last three innings of that game. <laughs> I don't think I will, but I'm just the saying. end of that game was bonkers. I don't know how you made the time. I mean, obviously you were alone with your with your son at home, so that's fine.
0: But the Marlins' the schedule's right in front of them, man.
1: Milwaukee is, you know, Mi- aren't they leading the division? Milwaukee's
0: leading the division, but
1: Yelich is cent- out. Yelich is not playing. The
0: Central is a mess right now. It is a mess. I think Chicago peaked too early. Interesting. They've gone. They've they've gone cold. They were like five and five the last ten games. Wow,
1: we're not. No, so we're eight and two. That you know, so to take a series in Philadelphia, uh,
0: and Philly's got a couple series against Atlanta. We have been against Atlanta. We took
1: two or three from the Dodgers. From the Dodgers. I mean, we lost. It. We, we we killed the Dodgers in the second game last week, and then they killed us in the third game. But I, I told you after that second game, I go, "We're playing with house money tomorrow." Yep. I mean, if I told you <coughs> before going into that series, you're going to take two or three from the be- the second best team in the National League after the Braves. You know, you're, you'll take that because it's the Dodgers. Wild card standings right now, uh, Phillies or you know have four up on everybody. The the Chicago's falling back to the pack, yep. but Arizona apparently is having a good stretch right here, We're half a game behind them, we're a full game up on since uh, Cincinnati and San Francisco. So, yeah, that's um that's good. The Yankees are only back in the wild cards, but I don't see that happening. But so we're gonna go we, to if we, can,
0: if we can survive the Atlanta series, we're in good shape.
1: When's the Atlanta series?
0: We have four against Milwaukee and then three against Atlanta.
1: Is that the last time we see Atlanta this year? Hopefully until the playoffs.
0: and then after that, so this is why it lines up nicely. We have three against Milwaukee, three against the Mets, three against Pittsburgh, and three against the Mets. We have a solid close to the year.
1: Yeah, I know. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Inter-Miami wins without Messi.
0: There we go. That's 12, Uh, 12
1: in a row unbeaten. That is... Pretty good. Let me spit out stats here. Look at that! Without looking at his phone, he he did. He (laughs) had that off the top of his head, I was ready. He was. um, No, Inter Miami Sporting Kansas City is a pretty good team, but we're still second to last in the standings. Long way to go. Messi had also an incredible free kick in um, in qualifying for Argentina the other day, and he asked to be subbed out. He's tired. No, he. And and when I saw that that night, oh boy we can't lose, there goes our season, but but even if, but listen, even if we win our, I don't know if we, if we keep this up, yep. if we get it, because we've only moved the needle slightly. But I think I
0: read somewhere like six points out of a playoff spot. The standings are very crowded.
1: The standings are crowded. Last time I checked them, we were uh, last time I checked them, we were still second to last. And the table right now, as it stands is that we're still one up on Toronto in terms of the standings where we have 28 points and let's see I think seventh spot no it's not. 28 then after it's 29 30 31 32 so that's up to 10 I believe the ninth seed the eighth and ninth seed they do kind of like a playoff to get into the playoff so we got to get to the ninth seed but yeah we're okay so we're four back you know from the 10th seed yep. you know uh, six back from where we need to be, which is nine. So it's doable, and you know they played well. I saw. I mean, I was able to see the last bit of that game, and and Sporting Kansas is trying to score and trying to score, and they couldn't. And God bless those fans that went out there in the rain and with a Texas a m game going on and going out there without Messi packing that stadium. Yep. God bless them. And um, I don't know what else to talk about in sports other than let's know, go. Great, great weekend of football you know, congrats to Germany for winning the uh, FIBA World Cup in basketball. And, no, we got to talk about Coco. Ga. Coco. Coco. We couldn't see the game because it was Texas State and what's going on. And Jokovic winning his 24th major title. Yep. They really need the US Open back into August when nobody's watching anything. I know nobody will do that because my, my Father Andrew was talking about because he's lived up there. that in New York, that's everything. And all the celebrities that showed up. It's like, it's a great event, but it's like, in the old days, when they would show one college football game on Saturdays and then two co- NFL games on Sunday, yeah, that worked. But now we have Red Zone and all this—you know—just inundation of football thrown at us. No one's paying attention on Saturday or Sunday. Come on, move it back to uh, move it back a couple of weeks or move it up a couple of weeks so we don't have to doesn't have to interfere. And, and, and something that he doing going is other than little league baseball, which is annoying. Okay, please. So. I think we got everything out of the sports world. I did not mention any motorsports because I don't know who won it. Motorsports, Verstappen (laughs) probably won if They had an F one because he's won all in this year. All right, folks, we had a great, great weekend in football. Uh, Thank you for to Jorge for playing injured today, and uh,
0: I struggled. I struggled, but I made it through.
1: And are you gonna you gonna get horse during Bethune Cookman on third? Well, you're not. You're gonna be with me. I'm
0: in Boston. Yeah, you're you're
1: gonna be in a baseball game where everything is polite. You know, that's right. You get to join in the Yankees. I saw that. I saw that segment again in baseball. And yeah, the, George Carlin, yeah. In baseball it's very pastoral, you know. In football it's gridiron, you know. In it's baseball a... you go home. You let's go Yay. home. Football is <laughs> core touchdowns. So that's what we do in Fenway. You could join in the Yankees bleep uh, uh, chant. That'll there be going up. on. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Pray <laughs> for me. Pray for me as we pray for you, fraternally correct one another. Do it as you listen to each other and listen to the voice of the spirit which calls us to discernment and to always listen to the voice of God in our lives. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.